When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host. And Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 81, and I'm your host, Anne Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Today's guest says anyone can be a leader, God willing. And joining me on today's show is our first international guest from the UK. Let's welcome Melanie McCaw to the platform. Melanie runs ChristianCareerGirl.com, and it's a blog for single Christian women who are aged 20 to 40 years of age. Now, it includes articles on faith on fashion, on lifestyle, designed to make the single Christian woman feel included in the Christian community by addressing her specific needs and her desires. Now, specifically on today's show, Melanie is going to share that God will lead you on a journey greater than anything you could imagine. And she never thought that she would run a blog, and here she is now doing it and absolutely loving it. Leaders are made, not born, and she's learned that God intends her to be a leader despite being an introvert. I'm an introvert too, by the way, Melanie. She's also going to share failure is a valuable lesson. She initially set up her coaching business, but quickly realized that that wasn't for her, and God has since led her to blogging instead, and that platform is a perfect fit for her, and she's able to contribute to the kingdom doing that. Looking so much forward to speaking with you today, Melanie. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Anne-Marie. It is a pleasure to be here this morning for me here in the UK. Yes. As we said, you are the first UK guest. We've had a time change here in Australia, which means that uh, the time difference between our countries now allows for us to, to speak to awesome business owners such as yourself. So I love the the journey that you went through. You know, sometimes we have opportunities that present ourselves where we kind of launch into them and we realise, you know what, it's not really quite me. I, I, it's not really something that I can get behind. It Sometimes those failures can stop us from taking a next step and, and finding something that really fits our purpose, our passion and somewhere where we really can make it a difference. When you think back to that, I'd love you to speak to that because someone may be listening or watching today that is going through that experience right now and rather than her saying, you know, it's not for me, obviously I, I don't have a voice to contribute, it's just a matter of changing the platform, changing the focus slightly and being able to, you know, to contribute. So what were, did you find helpful as you were going through that transition? Uh, as I was going through that transition of going from kind of coaching to blogging, I found that I needed to kind of think about my strengths. Um, mm. I had always thought that kind of coaching was a strength of mine. What I realized is that more of my strength was in my writing than in my ability to kind of communicate 
verbally with people that I much preferred writing. Yes. So I thought I can still take this kind of strength of coaching, but I need to take it into a different format of writing to encourage women that way. Yeah. So in that respect, I was still using that skill. So I wasn't saying to myself, oh, I don't have this skill, I'm completely mm. useless. I was saying, I do have this skill, but I need to use it in a different format. So for someone out there that's doing a business, they think, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe there's just a different way that you can go through that business mm. and say to yourself, you know, actually, I do have the skill. But maybe I just need to apply it in a different way because we all have skills that we can use. It's just sometimes it takes us a little while to figure out the best way to use those skills. That's right. And I love the way that you're standing up for that because here's why, what I often see is that you have mentors and people and, and businesses that say, well, you have to do this and you have to do that. Mm -hmm. When we know, um, you know, in, intently that, you know, that's not really an area. And, and had you continued to do that, you would, it, it really does kind of drain you, doesn't it? And often we it then does. need to stand up and say, you know what? Uh, that method is not the right approach for me, but I'm going to see if there's another way that I can continue to get my message out there. Because as you know, each and every one of us has a message and a mission that we can really bring to the world and to support the people who we are here to serve. And by hiding yeah. that and, and doing it in a way that we just know is not conducive um, really stops us. So let's talk about God leading us on a journey that greater than anything you could uh, ever have imagined. If you look back, um, to where you were, to where you are now. Give us a comparison. What, what's happening for you? Like before I started the blog, even before I started the um, business, I was working in a day job that I absolutely couldn't stand. It mm. didn't make use of any of my skills. I'd wake up in the morning. I'd be so anxious about going there. And when I got there, I would just have the most miserable time. And I spent about six months in that job. And then I realized that it was kind of impacting on my mental health, mm. that I needed to make a change. And so before I kind of went into blogging, the first thing I needed to do was change my day job. And wow. um, so, you know, I really thought about it, prayed about it, said I need to do something that makes best use of my skills. Mm. So for me, the first thing was kind of sorting out my day job. And then God led me to this amazing opportunity that I do now where I work with adults with learning disabilities. And that just made so much better use of my skills. And I feel so much happier, but I would never have imagined if you'd said to me two years ago that you were going to be working in a caring role, I would have said, no way, like I'm an office girl, that's what I do, you know, administration, like caring for people, I just couldn't imagine it at all. Yeah. Um, but now I absolutely love it and I wish I'd gotten started earlier, but obviously it's God's plan that I didn't start until now at this point in my life, um, yes. which I fully respect. So yeah, that was one change and certainly that I've gone through um, one kind of part of my journey that I would never have foreseen myself in at all mm. and even with the blogging um, I never ever foresaw myself kind of starting a blog um, but once I kind of I got the idea in my head I thought well is this my idea or is this kind of God's idea I want to make mm. sure that it was God's idea and just not my own because obviously we want to do everything for him and mm. not for ourselves so I took time prayed about it really thought on it and thought you know this really is his idea. I mean, he even gave me the name. <laughs> he gave me this name of ChristianCareerGirl.com, which was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. And I started out the blog thinking, you know, oh, maybe no one's going to read it. But in just a few short months, it has grown really, really quickly into a large readership. So for me, God has taken me from a place where I was working in a day job that I couldn't stand. 
working in a day job that I love and also having this blogging journey as well. So mm. in the past year, my life has just completely transformed. Yes. What I love about that and for, for people who are listening and viewing, I many decades ago, I was actually a career counsellor career coach and back then there was a term and I'm sure that they probably use it still or maybe a different term but it still has the same meaning. Careers today when you look at them can have multiple different avenues, you know portfolio career so you can have a, a full-time or a part-time paid role but also you may have other experiences which may be um, a business that you're starting up and that you're starting to really develop and grow. There might be voluntary capacities or, or roles. And so one may fund the other. And, and I think sometimes when people don't realize that, and then you mean I can do more than one thing. I don't just have to be in the paid role. One can support the other. But one, as you said, um, it, it didn't strain you. It didn't drain you because sometimes our jobs, our day jobs or, or our, you know, a, a role that we're working in, can drain us so much so that we've got no energy, especially for introverts. Yes. We've got a limited amount of energy, so what we expend on yeah. it needs to be, it needs to fuel us, otherwise we're just like this, you know, on the couch. So what was it, I'd love for you to share with us, what 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 happened that enabled you to, to realise, I love this caring role? Was it an opportunity that was presented or what, what was it that, that had you start to consider a, a caring role? Well, I was thinking about kind of all the different things I could do. I knew that I definitely didn't want to continue in office work. I'd done it for eight years. I just felt that I had learned everything and that I could from it and that I needed to do something where I felt a sense of reward mm. um, because I realized well, what I wasn't feeling was any sense of reward. I was just going in, you know, I was just like working on spreadsheets, working on Word documents. I'd go home and just feel like I hadn't made any contribution, any change, any difference. And I realized that was something that I valued was the ability to make a difference in someone's life. Mm -hmm. I thought if that's where I'm starting from, then care is a way that mm -hmm. I can do that. And obviously there are lots and lots of different roles within care. So I researched those and I came across an organization that was based local to me that um, supported adults with learning disabilities. I thought this would be absolutely perfect because I had an interest in learning disability. I studied mm -hmm. it as part of my first degree here in oh, the UK. And uh, so I thought I could put to use both my academic experience and my desire to help people. So I realized that's what I wasn't getting out of my job was mm -hmm. I wasn't helping anyone or I didn't feel that I was helping anyone. And that was something that I needed to be doing every day to kind of feel satisfied. That is like a God given drive that I have yeah. that I'd really been ignoring for eight years. Mm -hmm. So when I saw this local company, I just thought, wow, that's just perfect. You know, they're local to me mm -hmm. and they're giving me the chance to do something that I feel that I could really benefit from. But it was very scary because I hadn't done anything like that at all. I was like, what if I'm terrible at it? What if it's not for me? You know, what if I don't enjoy it? So there was a little bit of a risk um, in taking such a change of career, mm. but I absolutely love it. It's definitely one of the most worthwhile jobs that I've ever had. Yeah, and um, you know, what, what's really interesting is, and you said so beautifully, I mean, God created us with uniqueness and with different talents, desires, um, you know, areas and core, core values that we seek um, significance you know and, and for you it's that caring role now for some people we're not and I know 
and I just want to reiterate, you're not saying that admin and spreadsheets, that's just not for you, but there are some others that absolutely feel that are gifted in that area. And I'll share with you, when I was at, <laughs> at, at school in fifth form, which was about 14, 15, I took secretarial practice and I took accounting mm -hmm. and they were falling back subjects. And boy, oh boy, I need to pray for forgiveness for the teachers because I mucked around in there <laughs> so badly. And I did pass only just... But, you know, I had an accident and so I ended up having to go to night school, but also I had an office job. And one that I thought that I would absolutely hate, I loved. I, you know, loved admin, having my own stationery. I still haven't got our love stationery and pads and pens and <laughs> <Me> everything. <too. laughs> but, you know, it's interesting that something that we think that we may not enjoy, actually, when we try it out, it's like, I actually love that because it, yeah. It allows you to, to, to just, yeah, things click. So I love that you shared that because there may be someone listening and thinking today, you know, what has happened in my past, like you with your studies, that now can, can kind of bring that into what I'm doing so that I can live a more fulfilled life in the career yes. um, that I'm, I'm running. And I'd imagine that some of those admin skills and things that you did in the, the corporate area or in your job previously, you now can harness and leverage in how you're running yeah. your blog, yes? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It definitely taught me a lot about kind of running a blog and being organized. So there is something, I always believe there's something positive to be gleaned from any experience. I don't believe any experience is ever wholly negative. Yes. There's always something to be learned, whether that's sort of a life lesson or a set of skills. And for me, it's definitely, those administration skills definitely come into play Blog. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, sometimes what we can do is we throw out everything because we think, I don't really love that. But we don't remember to look at where are the gifts, where are the teaching, where are the learnings that I can leverage yeah. now and really harness to help me in this area. And you've done that so beautifully. Let's talk about leaders are made, not born. And you've really learned that God intends you to be a leader despite being an introvert. I think sometimes as introverts, we take ourselves out of the running, where in actual fact, we have, we, we can contribute so much in our unique ways, yes? Yeah. That is so true. Um, one of my favourite sayings, and I'm going to make sure I get it the right way around, is that you know, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. Yeah. I just love that. And I think that is absolutely how my kind of leadership journey got started. Because mm -hmm. as you say, as introverts, we don't always think that we are capable of being leaders. We think of leaders traditionally as being very extroverted, very charismatic, very, you know, like out there. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm a bit, I'm a bit frightened of that. That's not mm -hmm. me. That's not my style. But I started reading um, John C. Maxwell's Developing Leader Within You. And just a few chapters in, I realized, you know what? Anyone can be a leader. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be this extroverted character. You can very much be an introvert and be a leader because God mm. is there and he is calling you. And if God's calling you, you can't argue with that. <laughs> and so it's, it's a set of skills that I'm, you know, still developing. Mm. I haven't held any kind of managerial position within my career. But running a blog, I thought I've got to consider myself a leader. You know, I'm leading these women. Yeah. Um, to a place where they are feeling more part of the community. That's a yes. responsibility that I have. Mm. So I needed to kind of work on my leadership skills. But I do believe that anyone can be a leader. It's not for the select few. It's not just for the extroverts. It's that anyone oh, with the kind of right training and obviously the calling from God can absolutely achieve that. Yeah. What I love about what you've just said, and it's such a great reminder for all of us, that when we think about a leader, re leader is really around influencing, isn't it? 
and mm. I think we all have an opportunity to be able to you know positively influence someone through the experiences that we've been through through the learnings because so many of us have gone through experiences and situations that we've grown through I mean we've leaned in and God's developed in us the strength that through our story and journey and in your writings and things that you share on your blog can now empower and inspire other women who maybe are at a situation who am I to think that I can contribute and through reading your story and our introverts can are very often very good communicators in the written word that you know we like to to be able to sit down and think about things and maybe that yeah. do you have that too you know you can sit and yeah think, me but, too <laughs> yes but as you're putting the words together it has some real impact and that's influence others to think that bigger to 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 dream even dare to dream and I think that you know our stories can certainly do that so you know incredible what would you say to someone then that is listening or watching today that doesn't really see herself or maybe even himself as a leader yet has experiences that really can impart and empower others what would what would you say to them I would say that if you're not sharing those experiences then you are doing people a disservice because mm -hmm. if you've got experience that can kind of help influence others then you can't have a duty to share those experiences. I mean, I just recently wrote a post all about Esther and her kind of acts of leadership in the Bible. I mean, and Esther doesn't come across to me as someone who was extroverted and who was like, yeah, I'm going to be queen. She wasn't like that at all. Yeah, God called her to that role mm -hmm. as he can call anyone to that role. So I would say, you know, if you have experiences, share them because that's what being part of a community is all about, you know, share your experience. You don't know who you're going to influence. You mm. can really change somebody's life. So don't worry about the fact that you don't feel like a leader. I think it takes time to kind of step into that role, but you can get started just by sharing your experience. Because as mm. you said, it's about influence and you will never know how your experience could influence somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Something else that um, I know we can glean from um, your story and your journey and something that will often keep many of us stuck if we're not if we're not aware of it and if we don't push through is wanting to have everything mapped out, a clear path yes. with all the step-by-steps. And often it's in that how that we don't know what is around the corner that keeps us stuck. But we're so often encouraged that God already knows the how. He just needs us to have faith and and know that he has, you know, our life already planned out for us, that when we do take that action, even not knowing, but having that faith that it will be okay, then the answer will often show itself. And, and speak a little bit more about that because so many of us hold ourselves back because we don't have that we, mapped out. Um, we do. We do. I mean, absolutely. With the blog, when I started, I was like, I had no idea how that was going to pan out. Was it going to be one random person in the world that read it and that was going to be it? Was yeah. it going to be a waste of my time? You know, and we are naturally wise to want the big picture all the time. We want mm. to see where things are going. But if we go back to the Bible, there are so many stories of leaders from the Bible who did not know where things were going mm -hmm. and they just took it on faith. If we go back to Esther, she did not know how that situation uh, with the Jewish people and everything was going mm -hmm. to turn out, yet she took it just one step at a time. And that's all God asked us to do is to trust him with the one step at a time. Yes. Because God knows the big picture. Sometimes he'll share it with us, sometimes he won't. But we have to trust that he knows what is going to happen and that he is going to lead us to something that is good, something we couldn't possibly imagine 
normally something that's a lot bigger than ourselves mm. so if we just take it one step at a time and just trusting god then we know that eventually he will lead us to something that is you know incredible yeah absolutely and i think if i recall correctly through the esther story because i've recently um just read a book i can't remember who the author was the anointing of esther have you read that mm. book yes um, I, I think haven't. i've heard it, i've heard of it it's, it's great i've actually got the whole series and i, I love the one oh, with deborah God. i think i resonate more with deborah the anointing of, of deborah yeah. um and you probably maybe too because she had a platform you know to get out there with her message and to inspire yeah. and influence uh, others as, as well but i think if we look at the story of esther she had the uncle, of course, who who was really there supporting. Was his name Mordecai, if I remember correctly? Yeah, that's yes. Right. Okay. Oh, I remember. I read so much. My got a lot of in there in my <laughs> mind. But and so I wonder, do you? I mean, obviously, you 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 read the Bible and you really lean in. But do, have you found that having a supportive network, or there was people that um, you reached out to and could talk to about things that were going on? that support system because sometimes we feel often that we are alone in this so talk a little bit more about how that yeah. panned out for you we we can definitely feel that we're alone particularly as bloggers because it does tend to be a lone venture until yes. you grow your blog, blog to a place where you can have a team but for me um i have what i call my business best friend laura um she's a personal stylist here in the uk and we both kind of set up our well she does styling and a blog and we both set up our kind of businesses at a very similar time and we live kind of not too far from one another mm -hmm. and she has just been a great source of support for me um i think it's really important um to have that support whether that's in yes. person whether that's online i mean another source of support for me has been all the kind of christian entrepreneur groups mm -hmm. here on facebook Mm -hmm. um, it's been amazing to connect with women from around the world that are doing all sorts of different things. Um, it is so important to kind of reach out to people, to not feel that you're on your own. Because mm -hmm. um, if you feel you're on your own and times get tough, it's just so easy to throw in the towel. So you need that support of women or men around you that can help you through those difficult times that can spur you on. So yeah, I think whether you seek support, whether in real life or kind of uh, online, I think it is so, so important to have that. I mean, uh, my friend Laura has just been a great source of support for me. Mm. When I've had days like, oh my goodness, I don't want to post today. I don't know what I'm going to write about. <laughs> She's like, you can do it. You know, you've got this bank of ideas. You're going to get absolutely fine. And of course, I can reciprocate that for her when she's having really tough times. So for me, that mixture of in real life and online support has been invaluable. Yeah, it's so important. And, you know, when, when we're writing and writers, our writing is not just a piece of content. It really is part of who we are. And um, I remember, I mean, uh, part of my role a, as a career coach then, and I don't do it anymore, just in case people are listening, but I used to write resumes. And sometimes when we got critiques or, or whatever, or feedback, even on our articles, when we do get some critique, it really cuts us, you know, particularly because there's yeah. some people that are just very direct. That's the way that they've been made. So what would you say to someone then? Maybe there's things that you do. I mean, obviously, when we're putting our work out there, people are going to comment. Um, is there something that you remind yourself of or, go, or do just to make sure that you do protect yourself so that in case there are people, because there's there's going to be people who may not agree with your point of view and because they're not your ideal clients. But what would you say to someone who's scared of putting content out there because she's, she feels scared of being either rejected or judged because of her writing or content? 
Sure. I mean, that is a risk that you take with every single piece of content you put out there, particularly if it's something that's very opinionated and that mm. people will disagree with you. But I think that's the point is that it's okay for people to disagree with you because if everybody agreed with you, that would be very strange. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just not the world that we live in. Mm. You have to tell yourself it's okay if people disagree with you and that, that doesn't devalue what you've said. Mm -hmm. I think if you're someone that suffers from a low self-esteem, you can think if someone disagrees with me, what I must have written is wrong. Yeah. And that's something I struggled with when I was much younger. I mean, I'm much more confident now. Uh, but I used to think, oh, someone disagrees with me, I, I must be wrong. That used to be my first kind of train of thought that I went to. But now I can say, you know what, it's absolutely okay that someone disagrees with me. Is there something valuable in what they've got to say? You know, read through it. Because they may make a point about something that you hadn't considered. Mm -hmm. And maybe that can actually strengthen what you're saying by addressing that negative point you can actually um, further strengthen your own point of view. So it's looking at it as something that is positive, something that you can glean something from rather than just, oh, someone's attacking what I'm saying, that's not good. Mm, absolutely. And I think also too for, for uh, many of us who are Christians who are writing and, and incorporating that, um, you know, that message of faith through our writing and our content, there may be people who don't understand that, who will say things. And I think that's where it's really important to have that supportive community of like-minded people yeah. to uphold. Absolutely. Because I think, you know, particularly, you know, from, from your writing, when you, I mean, that is something that you feel that you are really called to do. And by hiding that yeah. message and trying to, to, to not allow it means that, you, as you said so beautifully, you're not, speaking into the lives, the truth, the, the inspiration, the empowerment that you know that your ideal client uh, or reader or community member needs to hear because it's going to help her get up and try again and again and again. And whereas if we hide that because we don't want to have that, you know, criticism or whatever it is, we don't want to offend, then that really is is not doing justice to um, yeah. to those people who we are here to serve and support. So, Mally, I'd love for you to share how people can find out more about the work that you do. Share a little bit about the work that you do and the best way for us to connect with you. Awesome. So, yeah, my blog is over at christiancareergirl.com, all one word, and is aimed at single women, as you said, aged 20 to 40. And there's articles on there about faith, fashion and lifestyle. I wanted it to be kind of all encompassing all the things that kind of women within that age group and things cared about. Mm -hmm. And I started it because I felt there was such a lack of resource for single women um, online. I found a lot of blogs were aimed at married women, which is awesome, but not all of us are there yet. Yeah. So that was my reason for starting it. You can connect with me on Facebook at Christian Career Girl and also on Instagram at Melanie McCaw. Oh, fantastic. And of course, we'll put all of the links for Melanie on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE81. And you can certainly click through. Melanie, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you today. Uh, one of the things that I'm doing for all of my guests, and I'd be honored to do that for you as well, is just finish the show with a word of prayer. 
Fantastic. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to speak uh, with Melanie today and to hear about uh, the incredible work that she's doing to speak truth and life and inspiration and empowerment into the lives of single women. Father, we just want to continue to to pray blessing and favour over the work that she is doing. We ask that you continue to really guide her and strengthen her in the content that she's sharing and as she grows her business. Father, you know, sometimes as we are creating content, content and sharing it as we've spoken about in today's show it can be really frightening to put that content out there and just to to you know think of oh am I going to be judged am I going to be criticized but Lord if we are really working towards your kingdom we just ask for your strength and your courage and and um, continued um, support as we continue and as Melanie continues to to write the articles father we just want to to bring this all to you and ask for your continued blessing in the, the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Melanie, for the work that you are doing. I think it's just so important. You know, as we said, so, uh, each and every one of us has a message to share. And um, as I said, you know, sometimes our experiences can be what someone else needs to hear, read, see, watch, yep. view, that enables them. You know, if there's a seed that's been planted and, and, and through reading something that you share on, on your blog can be what, uh, you know, sparks yep. that that seed yeah. to start growing and thinking you know what maybe it is possible for me to and for people listening and uh, watching today it is you just need to take that step and we've got all yeah, the details absolutely. to connect with Melanie she's got so much more advice and uh, support on her blog so certainly encourage you to go and uh, read that too have a fantastic rest of the day we're finishing our day here you, in Vivian. Melbourne Australia yes. <laughs> you're beginning yours and uh, make it a good one thanks again for coming on the show Melanie Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>